It's Jeanette and Megan. And we're here to record our second episode. Don't know what it's going to be called yet. It's going to be about how we met. How we met. Okay. Yeah. Jeanette and I have been talking about doing a podcast for quite a while, but I didn't think that we're really going to do the podcast until she called me over the weekend and said, I launched our podcast. I make dreams come true. Yeah. She does all the hard work. I feel like we kind of wanted to do a television show, but I think there's just too many other logistics involved in that, like camera people and a production staff and editing and a network. And yeah, and having to travel from Florida to California all the time is just not realistic. No, it's not. So, I mean, this is just the next best thing. We'll get our show soon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Jeanette and I, a little backstory. We work together at our actual paying jobs, the ones that give us all of our monies for spending. Um, and we have to take these personality tests to see if we're a good fit. And we found out that we're codependent on each other. <laughs> Yeah, but we also support each other's dreams. Like, I feel like when Megan does something, I'm her cheerleader. And then when I do something, Megan's my cheerleader. So we're basically cheerleaders too. Yeah, for each other. You were actually a cheerleader. Yeah, that's why I'm so good at supporting you. (laughs) Totally supportive. Yeah, but like we met at Papa John's, the place that gives you pizza, and we were both pizza delivery drivers. And I feel like when I first met Megan, I was like, ew, this girl's stupid. (laughs) I remember you would always come in late, which I didn't respect. And... (laughs) And then I feel like you got away with everything. So I was just like, this girl is dumb. Um, I did get away with everything because I was the tits. And even though I was late every day, they expected it because I basically let them know that's what you can expect. Yeah. So so that's your expectation. You're never letting them down. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're hired. Um, but when I met you, I hated you. You're too tall, too pretty. You're goody good. You're always on time from what other people told me who were also on time. (laughs) And, um, I just wanted to get you fired. You didn't belong. Too perfect. I feel like the turning point in the relationship was when you threw ranch on me. <laughs> so that wasn't my fault. I was throwing the ranch in the garbage can near you. Yeah, but you threw it on me and it <laughs> all over me. And then you walked away like it didn't happen. <laughs> 
Well, the turning point for me is when you called me out. It was like, hey, you threw ranch on me. Yeah, and you were like, sorry about it. And then you like took your fucking napkin that you're probably wiping your face off with and used it to wipe the ranch off my pants. But like not even like legitimately wiping it off like with care. You're just like kind of blobbed it twice and you're like, sorry about it. And then you left. <laughs> Fired up. I feel like inside I was probably fired up. I was like, ooh, this stupid late floozy just got ranch all over me and she's going to act like it didn't happen and then half-ass wipe it off. Like, I, I think in my mind I was expecting you to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And that's not what I got. Expectations were too high. Yeah, they definitely were. <laughs> Definitely were. Um, I would like whenever new people would come to Papa John's, I could tell in one day for the most part if I liked them or not. And if I didn't, my mission was to get them fired. You are not working where I'm going to work. And it usually worked. And maybe in the back of my mind, I thought that if I threw ranch all over you, you would cry. And then you'd be like, I quit. Didn't happen though, because I'm a strong, independent ranch loving woman yeah and then you just became obsessed with me yeah, probably <laughs> i actually don't remember the moment where we decided to be friends i don't remember like that no because we started hanging out like after work because we were painting our nails <laughs> and doing crafts and going to whiteies remember how badass we thought our nails were in our crafts and then like years later you see it on a facebook memory and you're like oh my god that was horrible we were yeah in our minds they were the best nails on the planet and in reality they were the worst nails on the planet i remember a fun time um my dad and I were swimming in the backyard and we were drinking margaritas and it's just a real chill day. And then Jeanette calls and she's like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, oh, I'm drinking margaritas by my pool. And she's like, cool, I'm coming over. Do you need me to bring anything? And I'm like, all right, uh, sure, you can come over. Just invite yourself. I like so that I asked her. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did. Because now I get to tell this story. <laughs> um, she asked if I needed her to bring anything. I told her the exact, exact margarita mix. Um, she comes over. It's the same company. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, cool. You know, same company, whatever. It's the same thing. False. We're drinking these margaritas and I'm not really drinking them because I'm like, they taste really bad. There's something about them that's just not right. I was drinking them just fine. <laughs> Catching up, trying to catch up because I'd already been drinking. Yeah. What did you buy? I think it was like Jose Cuervo, but apparently it already had the tequila in it. Yeah, Tequila's O'Neill's is already in it. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that so I was adding tequila to the tequila mix <laughs> yeah so in my mind this is the equivalence of 
I'd say four shots to a splash of uh, margarita mix. It's got like a splash of mix. That's why it tasted different. So Jeanette um, got really drunk and she let me drive her Jeep, which it was a privilege and an honor to drive her badass Jeep with her in it to her house. But that's one of my favorite stories. And that day is the day that I think my dad got a crush on you. And he's like, Jeanette, this bitch is cool. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I invited myself over. I brought the wrong shit. I got super wasted. And then I made you drive me home. Yeah. Friend I am. You were the best date ever. (laughs) Feel your dad's heart. Yeah. We're trying to figure out if she's going to be my new mom. Day for me. (laughs) Jeanette ended up moving on to a better life after we won that awesome Papa John's trophy. Well, I won that trophy all on my own, but you can say (laughs) we if you want. What was that huge ass trophy for? Just being the best in general? Um, I. It could have been one of two things. I don't remember, but it's one of these things. Either we had really high scores on inspections or whenever people would come and rate us, you know, the secret shoppers, or it could have been from, fuck, I forgot the other one. (laughs) Anyways, it was a big ass trophy. I'll have to dig up that picture of me and my trophy. Because it was pretty awesome. But I was going to school for graphic design while I was working at Papa John. So obviously once I quit or once I got my degree. Wait, she thought she was better than everybody at Papa John's because now she doesn't have to work there. Regardless, I got a better job as a graphic designer, which is what I went to school for. So I left. I was like, peace out, pizza. Bye. It ruined life. But I didn't take my trophy with me. I let you guys keep it. So you're welcome. It got taken from us because some other store did something better than us. So then they just came in and ripped it away from us. Hmm. Uh, Funny story is once I left Papa John's, I got a call from a lawyer. And they're like, hey, did you know that while you were working at Papa John's, you were getting unfair pay? And I was like, tell me more. So they were like, yeah. Well, turns out they were supposed to be paying you X amount more an hour than that what they were. So now they owe you back pay. Would you like to sue them? And I was like, yes, I would. And they're like, do you know anyone else who would like to sue them? And I was like, I don't know. I can find out. So I call up my ho Megan and I'm like, girl, you'll never guess what. We can sue Papa John's and get back pay. We're going to be so rich. You should do it with me. And you were like, no, I'm not going to do that because I doubt it's going to be anything. And I still work here and I don't want that to hurt my relationship with Papa John's. Oh, big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. It was real. It was real. Yeah. That lawyer guy used to call me and give me updates and he's like, yeah. We're working on this. You're going to get your money soon. And I don't remember how long it took. It was probably like a year 
or so. I don't really remember, but I eventually got my money. And you know what? You missed out on all sorts of bank because I got hundreds of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and then another employee that was working there while I was working there, he was like, yeah, I'm suing him. And he did. And he also got hundreds of dollars and didn't ruin his relationship with them at all. No, because it's not even allowed to. Like, you can sue them and work for them, and they can't um, have any whatever that word is. Not backlash, but it might be backlash. I feel like in my early 20s, I couldn't picture my life going anywhere. I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm just like, oh, Papa John's, this is like my career. This is my career, and I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Even though they were paying me unfairly. $10 an hour for nine years. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, the day I quit is for another time. But Papa John's was just, it was interesting. I met you there. I met my best friend at Papa John's. So there was something good that came out of it. And you're so rich with all of your hundreds of dollars. Yeah, obviously that changed my whole entire life. That is why I am who I am today and why I'm so rich. Exactly. (laughs) From all that pizza money. Pizza money. I do miss it sometimes though. Always having cash. Those are cash all the time. Cash Cash and change. I didn't have change, but I did have cash. I always kept my change. Like people would come in, you know, and cash out their change for bills. Fuck that. You can use that change for like toll money. You can use it for cigarettes when you have no bills and you have to like scrounge money up. Yeah. Monsters. Monsters. But yeah, like after you quit, um, we lost touch for a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like I still like probably followed you on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram became a thing, and I probably liked your posts, but we didn't really, like, talk talk. Yeah, we were, uh, we were, like, online friends. Yeah, (laughs) like that girl I used to work with Mm -hmm. at her house and hit on her dad. That's right, and then the job that um, we currently have it started out with just me and my boss and like one installer and we needed another one. And I put out an ad into the universe on Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Instagram. And Jeanette reached out to be an installer. And I knew that she had like graphic experience and she knew about vinyl and all the kinds of things that we were doing. So I'm like, yes, girl, please come on. And I think you're only an installer for like two, what like one because one was outdoors that was the one that was horrible because I'm an indoor plant and then the other one was indoors which I liked better but it was at night like in the middle of the night which I'm not really nocturnal so but I was still gonna do it like I was like oh I'll get used to it You got the craziest offer. Like, I've never been offered an offer like you were. Hey, this is seriously how it went down. Our boss was like, well, would you want to work inside? And Jeanette says, "Eh, I don't know. And he's like, okay. 
And she's like, well, can I just try it? And then if I don't like it, I'll just leave. And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's try you on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you in or not? Like, who gets to just try? <laughs> I am the ultimate self-proclaimed fence rider you've ever met. I <laughs> never pick a side. I don't know what I'm doing. Choices are hard, and I prefer the view from the fence. Like, it's nice up here on the fence. I can see both sides, and I don't know where or which way I'm going. So I'm just going to sit on the fence. Um, I have two modes, and unfortunately, they don't meet in the middle, which would be really nice. (laughs) One is, I'm all in. The other one is, oh, I'm going to think about it for like six months and then ultimately not do it. It'd be nice if I could make a median there where I make good decisions all the time, consistently, nice and fast. Well, that's never going to happen. No, no. (laughs) No. I know myself by now. I know that's a dream. Yeah, so I feel like since we started working together again, I feel like our love has just grown stronger because we're really into the same shit. All of it. That's why I think we're so codependent because we both want to do a podcast. We both like playing with Instagram. We both are into doing like the same things and then we're very supportive of each other. So let's just uh, embrace our codependence. Yeah. And one great example of being codependent is Megan can't keep track of her own period. (laughs) This is a true story. Oh my God, this is true. Um, What do you, what do I need you for? (laughs) (laughs) Because I have funny stories. Oh, I know. You teach me a lot. Like all my editing and Lightroom and Instagram knowledge is basically come from you because I don't, didn't know anything beforehand for sure. So I always have to ask you, is this cute? Will this work? I did this. Tell me it's pretty. And then you do. Yeah. Going back to what Jeanette was saying in the beginning, um, I don't keep track of my cycle. So when it starts, I will text her. I'll be like, hey, my period started. And then she notes it down in her notebook. And then if I ever have questions, I know Jeanette's just a phone call away and I can ask her and she'll give me the exact date (laughs) that it happened. Yeah. Like she'll be like, Oh, I want to go do this one thing on this one day. I hope I won't be on my period. And I'll be like, "Mm, let me check that for you. (laughs) No, you should be good. (laughs) (laughs) But I got you. If you want to know how to edit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's us. That's how we met. Those are some stories. Um, Our next episode is going to be stories about how we've been fired from our previous jobs. Yeah, I've been fired a few times. When I was making the list, I was like, shit, I've been fired more than I thought. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because I was worried that I was going to be fired all these times and you were going to be like, I'm perfect. And I've only been fired once. No, apparently I've been fired a lot. 
Well, no. Great. We're going to have a wonderful episode next episode. Next episode. Stay tuned for jobs we've had and getting fired. Jam session. We also want to ask our listeners a question. Um, have you ever met your best friend through previous employment? And have you ever met somebody that you completely hated, but then ended up being the greatest of friends? Let us know. We want to know. And please subscribe to our podcast. Rate us. Give us some feedback. We want your stars. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye. everyone. What? I was talking over you. Thanks for fucking listening, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.